Welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros. If you are okay, phone. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros. I am Jacob, one half of Weekend Movie Bros. The other half is. I'm Ray, and he did the intro weird. I did it like I was going to film a trailer reaction. I did not do it as if we were performing. Sorry. No. <laughs> Because you were like, you usually go, welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros. But today you're like, welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros. Where today's ads are following. (laughs) I don't know. Then my phone went off and my whole brain decided to play scattered. Today we are talking about the Oscars. Oh, God, I'm nervous. Happy Oscar season, Jacob. Happy Oscar season. Yeah, uh, that's true. The Oscars are on March 10th. Um... And I don't know if I agree. I don't know what they are. I've been told that I'm going to be mad. That's the only thing I've been told on the internet is that I'm going to be mad. So, but then again, okay. what Oscar nomination have we been through where I was not like somewhat pissed? There have been there 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 there, there have been really good years for it for sure. But you know, I I know I know one uh, because of the internet being so upset about what's going on. Um, but other than that, I know literally nothing. Because if you guys did not know, we've been covering the Oscars for a while now. The Oscars nominations, the Oscars themselves, they're their own separate audio. Hi, audio people. We also have it. We don't have this in video, but our podcasts are in video in case you want to go over to our Weekend Movie Bros channel. Just a quick shout out over there for people who are just exclusively here on audio from whatever platform you listen to. But we've been doing them for the past few years. So you can go back and you can scroll through them. We've had quite a few um, up on the channel in case you were curious of previous years prior. This year, we're doing something a little bit more chaotic, more in the lines of what Weekend Movie Bros really feels like, I feel. And we're, we're going to be... back to the room. We are. 2024 is the year of chaos. It's not, I take it back. Um, Tell this, that to April. This is chaos. So uh, we are picking a random category and that's the one we're going to cover. So if you feel like, oh, I really want to hear about the best picture, well, you better... Get a popcorn. I'm sure it's gonna be. You better get a popcorn. Um, but unlike the Oscars, it won't take us three hours to get to that point. That's true. I'd say probably like an hour and ten minutes later. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So, production design. Uh, do you let me read them all out? Could yeah, you read yours out? that you pick, and I'll read mine that I pick. We'll go back okay. and forth. All right, the nominees are Barbie, the production design person there with Sarah Greenwood, with the set director being Katie Spencer. Good for them. They did a fucking phenomenal job, truly. Killers of the Flower Moon also did a fucking phenomenal job, if I'm being <laughs> honest, as well as well. Production design is Jack Fist. That's the decoration was Adam Willis. Napoleon, I heard, was really good. Don't really know, mm. though. And that is Arthur Max with the second decoration of Eli Griff. Oppenheimer, which... Yeah, they built that shit from, I guess, scratch, so good for them. Um, their production design was Ruth D. Jong, and set decoration was Claire Kaufman. The Poor Thing, which I've also heard did a phenomenal job as well. The production design is James Pierce and Shauna Hearth, and the set direction was Susa Malik. Uh, for me personally, out of two movies, the three movies I've seen here, which is Barbie, Killers, Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer, hopefully Poor Things eventually, my Gosh, this movie's trying to stay far away from me, and that's making me anxious. Out of the three movies that I have personally seen, though, I think I'd probably give it to Barbie just because of how much they made it look like an actual toy set um, and the way they did the house and stuff. It was just so beautiful. I've only seen one of these, so I will probably go for Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Go for Barbie did a phenomenal job, and Oppenheimer also did a pretty cool job. Uh, uh, For 
for for you and me, I'm keeping track of everybody who how many nominations each film gets, and we'll see who the uh, front runner is when it comes to noms. All right. Go through. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I, I tried my hardest to be like I don't want to, and I pushed it away, and I stayed off Twitter. All right, Zachary, where are we going next? We're going to visual effects because that's always one of my favorite categories at the Oscars. Oh so my God. we. I am okay. so happy right now. Wow, I'm quite shocked I'm, by a lot of this. Okay. I'm so, I'm so happy. So we have The Creator, which is Jay Cooper, Ian Comley, Andrew Roberts, and Neil Corbord. Uh, Godzilla Minus One. I love this movie. I'm not going to bust any of those names, so we're going to leave it. I know I know Takahashi Yamazaki, but that's where I'm leaving it alone. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It should be in there. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I find it funny. It says Part 1. <laughs> oh, um, it is? Uh, that is Alice Wutek, Simon Kroko, Jeff Sutherland, and Neil Corblu. Huh. That's almost almost the same group as the first one. Uh, I didn't read uh, Guardians. Uh, Stefan Creddy, Alex Wishbot, Guy Williams, and Theo Bilek. Napoleon, Charles, Henley, Luke, Edwin, Martin, You're good. Just move on. Simone, Coco, and Neil Corrible. Man, Neil. You're going. You're going home with an Oscar, whether you you know try to or not. Unless you're not. Unless Guardians comes well with it. Um. So I'm going to say this right now. Godzilla. That's its one nomination, probably. So I'm going to do that and do that. And what do I think should win? Godzilla minus one. That movie was 15 million dollars, and it looked better than every single one of those movies put together. Come at me. I really think so. So I think Godzilla should win. I feel like we should preference Zachary's coming at me as he has never seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and he has not seen Napoleon. Those are two well, movies. I, seen, well, I don't I know if you've seen, seen The Crater. Did you, did you guys watch it? Okay. I watched it by myself. I really wish I would have watched it. It would have made my top 10. I love that movie. So I'm, I just wanted to preference that out there with people being like, ha! Ah! You know, uh, not that I honestly, Guardians Galaxy, I thought the visual effects were, were good. I mean, Rocket, I would say it's probably I mean, it's not stunning. For sure. Mission Impossible, honestly, the fact that they, I believe that there's visual effects in the movie is kind of crazy because of the seamlessness that there is. And so, like, I feel like that in itself. Napoleon, I have heard it's kind of wild. Bless you. Kind of wild in the what they do there. Whereas the creator, which I have seen, which I also very much enjoyed as well, the ending was more my style, but not very Hollywood-esque, if you understand, if you've seen the movie. Uh, I'd say out of the movies I've seen, I'm going to go with the creator here just because of how the director of that broke everything down and how inexpensive that was because of how he broke it down and how the visual effects and stuff were done. I've not seen that's Godzilla. I, one, that's how so. I feel about Godzilla. Um, um, so, I'm not, uh, for, for, for Godzilla, again, one more one more thing for me. The man wrote, directed, and did the visual effects. I'm Very just saying. Very good for him. All righty. Let's go ahead and we'll go down. We'll go ahead and move over to sound. Um, I have a few in mind that I I really Godzilla. hope are Godzilla in here. better be here. Godzilla so let's go ahead be and here. Let's, let's find out. No. Oh. So we have the creator. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, I thought they only get one. Congratulations. <laughs> we have a Mistro, which is the first one, which I can understand. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, which I also can understand. Oppenheimer, okay. which I also can understand. Understand. 
And the Zone of Interest, which is the first one for that movie, but I'm sure it's the first of a few because I'm sure there's going to be a um, handful of them. I what would personally... A zone of interest. Oh, I I couldn't tell you what it was about, Zachary. I just know it exists. I've seen the trailer. I react to the trailer. If you guys want to see it, um, I I know I know it's a thing. I know it's it's a, a big front runner, not in the bigger categories, but in a lot of these smaller categories. I had a feeling it would be, as it was in several other award ceremonies over the past few months. I'm gonna give it to Oppenheimer here, as it truly is the only thing that I think it did really well was its sound. Which is hilarious coming from a Christopher Nolan movie, in my opinion. But that's that's who I'm going to give it to. I really think Maestro did a good job. But I think there's parts of that story that kind of undercut what they're trying to do with the sound and the visuals and stuff. And so I don't actually think it worked as well as I think they were hoping. And yeah, I'm going to go with Oppenheimer here. The score, obviously, is great for Mission Impossible. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the sound design. And um, um, I'm going to go. I, I, the... My 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 for you it's poor things for me it's Oppenheimer I still haven't seen it and my goal is to watch it sometime this month because we're getting Peacock so I will finally yeah. sit down finally get to sit down and watch the movie I'm so excited but if I had to give it to one I'm going to go ahead and probably give it to Oppenheimer I've not seen the movie but if I'm going off of traditional Nolan films the sound ending in those movies is typically pretty incredible. So I will give it there. Uh, the creator, I think um, the way the future sounds in that movie is particularly interesting, but they did the atom bomb and nothing really tops that. <laughs> so what well, ironically, I'm not even talking about the atom bomb. That's very interesting that Zachary brings up the fact that they did do it poorly, but they did do it. Uh, I'm not talking about the atom bomb. There's other elements the way his brain works that is explored throughout the movie that I felt like the sound design it was very hard to listen to in a theater, but mm-hmm. that is on its it's on its good side, not on its bad side. So Zachary, where are we headed? We are going to do music next. So I right, will I will read want? I want to read score. Okay. Because score is always my favorite things. Let's fucking go. Yes, 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 yes. So, American Fiction, which is, this is their first one. Congratulations mm-hmm. to American Fiction. It's like they already don't know. Uh, which is Laura Carpent, which is, I believe, this is the third time a woman's been nominated for score. So, congratulations. That's a huge hit. Uh, Indy 5, uh, John Williams, uh, yes. 100, 110% yes, yes. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I want to listen to that score. I haven't, I haven't listened to it because I haven't seen the movie. I want to listen to it, though. Uh, Louis Gordon for Oppenheimer. Needless, I say more. The man's a legend at this point. He can do no wrong. Uh, Poor things. Ooh, Jordan Hendricks. I've heard some of his stuff. It's not bad. He um he did the score for uh, Lighthouse. Oh. That's intriguing. Uh, and he did for Poor Things. Uh, for uh, for me, uh, of the of the bunch, unfortunately, only have the one. But I'm fine with being only the one. Uh, John Williams. Doesn't shock me that he got this for indie. Uh, this is uh, he did not get not he got nominated for The Force Awakens in his Star Wars time with the current with the current trilogy. However, since then, not a single Star Wars movie's gotten nominated for original score. So, what's don't broke don't fix. And John Williams ain't broke, so don't fix. And the score for Indy Five is truly one of my favorites of the year. However, I think Ludwig and um, 
the, the, the Robbie will be in my contention for my favorite scores of last year, probably. So I'm going to go with Killers of the Fire Moon on this one. Um, Ludwig did a good job, but here's the thing, Ludwig, as much as I do enjoy him as someone who does scores and things, there's a lot of sameness to his quality. And uh, Oppenheimer, it feels very like if you're you like as soon as you hear it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's who obviously did this, which is he not just, a bad thing. No, but it's it it makes it less stand out in a rewards serum, especially because he's been nominated and won time and time again. So I'm gonna go Killers Far Moon with the mixture of what they did throughout the score with the drums, and it's much more complex than some of these other ones. I've not seen American Fiction yet. I've not seen Poor Things yet. Eventually, I'll watch Dial of Destiny if I ever do do my um, Dial of Destiny hit me in such a different way when I watched it. And I think mainly it's because of Harrison and him. Williams just knows how to intricately put a scene around his music. I mean, there's always I mean, there's always that great story of him doing Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he literally shot the movie without his score around it. And... He went back in and meticulously put his score to the beats of the movie without having seen any of the film. And it works beautifully still to this day. So he's a legend. He retired. He's back out of retirement again. So we get more from him, and that's good in my opinion. All right. The next one we're going to talk about is music of the original song. So we're obviously going to talk about um, what the movie is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, what the Did movie get nominated is? twice? It did. We'll talk about it. So let's start with the first one, which is The Fire Inside from Flame and Hot. That's kind of crazy. Uh, by Diane Warren. Is that Warren. the Cheetos documentary? It is. The, it's not a documentary. It's the movie, but it, it does It does require a Cheeto. Um, I'm Just Ken also got nominated from Barbie, which is the lyrics by Mark Robinson and, and Andrew Wyatt, which means we will get to see it live. I wonder how Ryan Gosling feels. <laughs> it Never Went Away by American Symphony. Um, which was by John and Bestie and Dan Wilson. Um, I don't know how to... A song for my people is what I'm going to read for this one. Uh, this is from Killers of the Fire Mood. This was written in, in the lyrics were by Scott George. What Was I Made For? Also from Barbie, which was written by uh, Billie Eilish and Dennis O'Connell. Billie Eilish's second ever Oscar. Obviously, she did win um, with her for last no time one. To die. For No Time to Die. I personally, as I have heard... I've never heard The Fire Inside, or I don't even know what American Symphony is. That really intrigues me with the title there. But I would probably give it to I'm Just Ken. No, I would probably give it to What, what Was I Made For. That's probably what I would give it to. Of all of these live performances, you know which one I'm most excited for? A song what? for my people. I'm so curious yeah. to see how they're going to do that. Because what I was made for, and and, and uh, I'm just Ken, you can kind of feel how those are going to go. Um, however, the other two feel like safe songs. That that one from Killers is very intriguing. American Symphony is a documentary movie made Man, by Netflix. Yeah. Wouldn't it be kind of bad if a movie about a symphony did not win for original song? And it was the musician Don, John... Person who who wrote this um, set out to compose the symphony. Then his life partner uh, learned that he her cancer is back. The documentary is him building the symphony around the entire situation, which is what this is right here. So that's a great story. 
story is half the battle when getting nominated for um, your Oscar. So good for them for for championing and also good for Netflix for pushing it forward. As so to give Netflix. everybody a counter right now, Barbie has three, Killers of the Flower Moon has three, Oppenheimer has two, Poor Things has one, and uh, right now those are the big three currently going, uh, big four currently of the bunch. All right, Zachary, where are we head to next? Uh, we are going to go to cinematography, which is another one of my favorite ad- favorite revenues. Let's see if I know anybody in here. Nominees are El Conde, Edward Latchman, Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Prieto. He's fantastic. Maestro Matthew Libet, uh Oppenheimer Hoy- Van Hoyneda. He did, um, oh, I believe he did, uh, oh, the one he did with, um, Robert Pattinson. I don't uh, know. No, the one that Nolan did with Robert Pattinson. What's it called? Tenet. Tenet. Thank you. He did Tenet, so that means me inside. And then poor things, Robbie Ryan. Um. Oh. Oh. This is the same cinematographer that did Departed with um Scorsese. Oh. Uh, oh. So I looked up El Conde, curious to see what that was, because I'd never heard of that before. It is another Netflix movie um, that is about a dictator that's a vampire. Oh. A black and white movie. So that's oh. obviously why the cinematography. For me personally, I'm going to go probably with Killers of the Flower Moon. Maybe maybe this is the place where I put um, Mysterio. The, this one, I can't say the name. Top of my head. Maestro. Maybe this is where I place it, just because of some of how the cinematography is done. There's there's a few shots and stuff. I really hate how they did Oppenheimer. I hate it with like such a strong passion. So I w- I wouldn't even have nominated them if it was up to me. I can understand why it's here, but I truly it just they brought nothing. Are the you shocked Barbie is not here? Yes, of course I'm shocked. I feel like Barbie should nominate for everything. That's my own personal opinion. Though. Are you shocked Mission Impossible is not here? No, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. No. Um. I would also say I'm really excited for Poor Things and from what I've seen from Poor Things and based on mm-hmm. other films by the same director and the same duo and stuff, if I have seen Poor Things, I would probably say Poor Things should win here just because of it's a very similar style that I like in my movies um, mm-hmm. with the indie mix into it. But I think we'll go with uh, Mistro for me personally just because there are a few distinct shots that are, are almost perfect. Um that the cinematography obviously had to grab. So that's my personal opinion. Okay. Uh, I will probably either give it to Killer or Oppenheimer or Poor Things. Those are the three that intrigue me the most on this list. Maestro, once again, to me, I haven't watched it yet simply because I think it's a safe movie for what's his for uh Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. So Nothing in that movie really intrigued me or got my attention. However, uh, Killer's Bottom Moon, just from the trailers, I know the cinematography looked gorgeous. Four things, it's a... It, 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 yeah. It's a weird visually, futuristic movie. I mean, visually, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, interesting in itself. So that's why, you know, I have a strong feeling it would be good. And I'm always a sucker for um, cinematography in Nolan movies, so that's just the me thing. All right, for me personally, we're going to go to makeup and hairstyling as I am super curious. There's a few movies in here that I expect to be nominated. Before, and... before we click on it, 
who do you think is in here and who do you want to be in here and do you think is not here? We should I don't know. Who, I don't I don't know who I don't think will be here, but I will be quite mad if Barbie is not a part of this list at all. I'd also be kind of mad if um Poor Things is not based on all the designs and stuff I've seen from that movie. Mm-hmm. I would say those are my top 2 that I would want to be in here. Oppenheimer, Maestro and all those things, they're it's a, it's a very similar hairstyle design that you've seen at other classic movies trying to represent an era. I don't know. I don't know. Not entirely sure. So let's, let's see. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't read it. It's so annoying. I'm annoyed. Okay. Um, Golda. I don't know what that is. I'll look it up here in a second. Karen Hartley and Thomas. Uh, Susie Barpsey and Arsha Kelly Blue. Good for them for getting a nom. Uh, Maestro, which I think is should not be on here, but that's fine. I'm going to continue onwards. Uh, maybe I take it back. The nose is pretty good. <laughs> he doesn't look he, like Bradley Cooper. The nose is pretty good, even though I don't know if it was a smart choice. But that's, yeah, that's, but it's still, he doesn't look like him. Um, that's by, that's Kazuhiro K. Gorgiro and Lori McCoy Bell. Then we have Oppenheimer. Apparently Godzilla did his makeup. Then we have Oppenheimer, which is uh, Lucia Abel. Then we have Poor Things, which is Nadia Stacey, Mark Coyer, and Josh Watson. Then we have Society of Snow, which just came out, which was I, I thought was pretty good. Very sad. That's Anna Lopez, uh, Persevere, David Martini, and Mose Ribby. Out of the movies I've seen here, which are three, mm-hmm. well, I have no idea what it is. I'm going to go with Society of Snow just because of where the movie eventually ends up mm-hmm. not in the beginning of the film i don't really think it's worthy but by the end i do think it's worthy even if it's an extremely hard to watch film okay so that's what i'm gonna go with for for me um oppenheimer is an interesting one i i understand where they're coming from with that one poor things obviously that makes sense um I'm gonna go with Maestro here. I it, it, it honestly is the nose. It really just just fundamentally changed the way he looks. Whether it's good or bad or not, it still does an important thing. However, oh my god, um, I uh, oh breaking news. No, sorry, I looked up Golda. I'll explain what it is in a second. You continue. Um, however, the one that I do agree with you should here what, what were you hoping was going to be your poor things and barbie yeah those are the two that i would say were my poor, top ones poor things being here makes sense barbie i would i i think i want to see more in costume design and that in that area the hairstyles are really good in the movie don't get me wrong so i think true. aesthetically barbie fits better in work in the costume area than those makeup and hairstyling because i guess that's true still, i didn't she still looks like Margot Robbie, whereas the majority of the people on this list do not look like how they originally do. You know what? You know what? I take that back. Uh, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way because you are right. Because like when I started looking at talking about like Society of Snow and what they do in that movie, part of the reason yeah. why I think it should win is because of the makeup and because of the practical effects and stuff that you use. Your poor things was very similar. In the same regard. I mean, William the Foe looks like nothing like William the Foe. So like, I mean, there's elements of. I, I get you. So maybe I don't Robert, maybe Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer does not look like RDJ in, at all in the Oppenheimer. Well, he does in the movie. Um, I I actually think uh, the older version of um, can't Oppenheimer. Nope. 
No, he was. Uh, would you also use um? I, 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 I it sucks, but and I know in the movie. Uh, would you also use Thomas Edison for makeup and hairstyling? Because I don't know what looks... he looks like without Thomas Edison. So I, I maybe I don't know. I mean, he looks that's exactly dead, like Thomas Edison. That's a dead-on looking Thomas Edison, which I'm so upset. I know about that. That makes me so upset. I tried so hard to stay away from things for that movie, and that's the one thing I did not want to know. Uh, Emily, Emily Blunt, the older version of Emily Blunt. They really? also did a really good job aging her up. So I, I okay. Um, for instance, Golda, I looked it up, is a biographical drama film directed by somebody. Um, the film depicts the life of Golda Meir, the fourth prime minister of Israel, uh, played by Helen Mirren, is the main person. It looks nothing like her. Well, there you, you go. Know. That's why. So see when see when I when I when, when I think of the makeup and hairstyling category in the Oscars, I don't think of like you know like them blemishing them up a little bit. I think like yeah. do they transform in their characters? That's why I I am very happy that the Batman was in this category last year because Pink. Colin Farrell completely disappears and is not Colin Farrell in the movie, and so you that's correct. what I accumulate with that. All right, we're going to next. Uh, let us go to let's go to costume design. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. There we see. That's what I was talking about. Much better. Much better. Much better. So we have here Barbie, which is Jacqueline Duran, which the costumes in that movie are incredible. Killers of the Flower Moon, just from the trailers, they are very authentic. Uh, Napoleon. I haven't seen the movie, but it does look like that era. But Napoleon, you've now got. Uh, Oppenheimer, which is Ellen Majornik. The costumes from the trailers look really impressive. And then Poor Things, again. I know you give me the look every time I compliment Oppenheimer. I'm a Nolan boy. There's nothing really that... that even though I haven't seen the movie yet, I just got that... Like, no, like, no, no. Once again, I told you, I'm pretty sure this movie you're going to like. I have no doubt yeah. in my mind. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, if we're, we're thinking about the full-fledged of costumes and things that came out this year, different movies that I've seen, niche movies, or whatever it might be, like, I just, like, with, with Oppenheimer in particular, it's just so much of what we've seen so many times before in the same genre. That's yeah. what it is. There's nothing to that stands me, out. To me, it is down to Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Poor Things. Those are the three I think are in a tight race for that one. I personally say if Barbie doesn't take it home, I'll be disappointed. This is one of the few categories I strongly believe Barbie should win and I hope will win. Um, if not, I could see the upset with Poor Things just because they've That's won in several I, other categories. If it's, not Bar if it's not Poor Things, it's Barbie. If it's not Barbie, it's Poor Things. I think it's down to those two. I think Killers, Napoleon, and Oppenheimer are what you were talking about. We've seen these kind of costumes before. This isn't new. We've seen this kind of stuff in another film. Whereas Barbie now, and Four Things stand out among the among the four. In Killers of the Far Moon, the only exception, part of the reason why I'm happy that this person, uh, Joaquin West, got nominated for this is because she hand sewed a lot of the the intricate designs on the costumes and things. Mm -hmm. She spent many, many, many days working on these things. And um, that is also something that should be appreciated. Even if I feel like the costumes themselves, outside of like the very intricate things that are blared by the um, Native Americans and things, I... It's just a bunch of suits and dresses at that It's just a then. bunch of suits outside of that. But it's done so well that, yeah, I definitely do agree. Napoleon looks phenomenal. Like, I mean, it just... It, it looks fantastic. Just from a costume's point of view, 
it automatically puts you into the setting of trying to go for. So my personal opinion here, I would say Oppenheimer is the only one that's disappointing on this list, just because of yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I also have not heard a story. Maybe the the costume designer made a lot of the clothes there too. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. It wasn't really talked about in um, a lot of different places. So either way, did you choose costume design? Is it my turn? Yes. Again? <laughs> interesting. 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 Uh, let's go visual effects. I already did that. We did visual effects. I wasn't sure. Yes, we did. Was that um, did Godzilla, we... Indiana Jones, oh. Great Guardians? Gotcha. Gotcha. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, we'll do documentary then. Get them out of the way. We'll do a uh, documentary feature film. I'm not sure if I'm going to know any of these, but I'm going to read them to you. <laughs> so we have Bobby Wine, the People's President, the Internal Memory, who has no names for it, which, which is, is kind very of interesting. interesting. We have four dollars to kill a tiger in twenty days in Mari Pool. I have not heard of a single one of these. To kill a uh, tiger sounds the most interesting. I would say four dollars sounds the most interesting to me, but I think that's because it reminds me of a book. Mm-hmm. Also, obviously, if there's no one below the internal memory, also very intriguing just for the simple fact of like who made it. <laughs> uh, accurate. All right, Zachary, where do you want to go? Um, for, just for me, international feature film. Okay. You That's know good. why? Nope. By the way, what was nominated? And do you say where it was nominated from? Uh, it is Ayo Capitio, Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan. I, 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 I now I really want to watch Perfect Days because I, Godzilla should be here. Society of the Snow from Spain, The Teacher's Lounge from Germany, and The Zone of Interest from the UK. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really thought Godzilla had a shot here, and I know why it's not here, and that's kind of sad. But it's it's the truth. It's a monster movie with a giant monster destroying Japan. They really don't give a shit about those movies. So even if it is a very dramatic and beautifully warm telling story of a family, but that's fine. Um, I will definitely have to watch Perfect Days now just to see the difference. Uh, but uh, the the one you are, Society of Snow, is a Spain movie? Yes. Oh. Yes. Those are, uh, those are usually good. Uh, the director of I watched it for the director of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, J. Oh, a. really? It's a new movie that just came out. That's what that oh. is. Uh, the Perfect Days. Just because I do like to give a little research. Obviously, I didn't do it for. Sorry for not doing it for the documentaries. Documentaries are important. It's just not my favorite thing in the world. Um. This the Japan one perfect days is four films put together into one, is what it is. Okay, never mind. They win. I understand. That took a lot, probably. Um, the the one from Italy is Sadura and Musua begin an adventurous journey from Dakar single to Europe, and it looks very sad. Uh, the teacher's lounge. I don't know what that is. See, it's so interesting because I've never like a lot of these movies I've never heard of before, and I tend to watch all these movies. So, so uh, nomination count here. We are currently at Barbie with four, Killers of the Flower Moon has five, uh, Maestro has three, Oppenheimer has five, 
poor poor things has four napoleon has three zone of interest has two and society of snow has two very cool so, so far it's not it's not the, the two biggest ones currently in the list are killers and oppenheimer with barbie and poor things running up behind them uh, the teacher's lounge is a movie about a teacher that gets involved with one of her students is what that is about been there done that been there done that i don't think that was the right answer no no <laughs> been um, there seen that been there seen that been there seen that exactly where we go oh you chose international um look let's continue on with documentary short films get these with you know, oh my god the abc's a book banding that's so sad <laughs> Okay, uh, short films are normally tend to be 30 to an hour long. So we have the ABC's of book banding, which I do think I've seen because of the subject matter. The Barber of Little Rock, The Island in Between, The Last Repair Shop, Nine I don't know, God. Nine and Waipo. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with book banding. Book banding is bad. Unless it's certain books, which I have a list if you want it. But those are not. Everything else is bad. <laughs> I have no real. Uh, okay. Let's let's go to animated short film. Oh, okay. Here is a letter to a pig. <laughs> well, that's instantly got my attention. <laughs> 95 Senses, Our Uniform, Pache Dreame. War is over. It's by the music of John, of John and Yoko. Uh, for me, I want to learn about a leather to a pig. It's an anime. It's from 2022. It's an animated short film. The 17-minute short is a collective memories identify. <coughs> um, premiered as part of the San Francisco International Film. And it looks absolutely terrible. The pig looks terrifying. It's hand-drawn um, and shaded Ooh. with white with a few, only a few colors and stuff. That was the first time I looked up. So. Ooh, that's intriguing. All right, cool. Once again, I don't like talking about movies. I don't I don't know who should win here, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it, I, don't, I don't really have an opinion on it. Live action short films going through the rest of those. We have The After, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White, and Blue, and The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. So this is why I did see it, and I was like, does Jacob know his movie got nominated for an Oscar? But I forgot the movie's called Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> and I was like, that is a bold Oscars move. And I said Red, White, and Blue. Like, uh, okay. No idea what any of these are. Neither um, do I. But good. Good for them. Happy that yeah. they got the nom. Absolutely. All right. So now let's do... Our, our last one before we get into the big ones would be animated uh, feature film. Yeah, yeah, we can do animated feature film. Here we go. All right, Zachary, is there any, do you know this list? Are you familiar? No. Okay, is there any ones on here that you're hoping for and that you're hoping is not? Or any ones that you think will get snubbed? I will be shocked if either both Spider-Man or The Boy and the Heron are not there because it is Miyazaki's last animated feature film. I'm going to be a disservice to the man if he was not nominated because I've also heard the movie's really good. And obviously, Spider-Man was a huge sensation back in June. And obviously, the last one won this picture back in 2018. Uh, Elemental, possibly, for, Dis for Disney. They had a really quiet year. I don't think Wish will be on this list. Um, honestly, I would be really upset 
if uh, Spider-Man isn't on here. I don't. I think it'll be here, but there is a very strong chance that maybe it won't be. Um, let's see. All right. Very nice. Let's go. go. Hey. Okay. So we have the Boy in the Hair, which is Hayao Miyazaki and Toshisuki Elemental, Peter Sahan and Denise Reem. Uh, Nimon- no way. Can we just stop for a second and give this movie a round of applause? This is the baldiest movie I've ever seen in the animated feature category. Congratu- congratulations to Mr. Eugene Lee. Woo! Uh, this is Nimona uh, from Netflix. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Uh, Nick Bruno, Troy Quinn, Karen Ryan, and Julie Zachary. Robot Dreams. That sounds interesting. Pablo Berger, Ivan Komazara, Igasi Estete, and Sandra Tabe Diaz. And then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Kent Powers, Justin T. Justin K. Thompson, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Amy Pascal. Oh, man. This is a tough category. <laughs> so, as I do, as we have seen, I've, I've seen almost all of these except Robot Dreams. Robot Dreams. Like, what is Robot Dreams? It sounds sad as shit. That's what Robot Dreams yeah, is. Does. In 1980s, New York City doll... In 1980s, New York City doll. Mm-hmm. Is the name assembles robot as a companion and they become best buddies on mm-hmm. Labor Day outing to Coney Island. Robot's mental parts rust and he can't move. I want to watch this now. That is the movie. Okay, so uh, Jake and I are both shocked. We'll talk about it. Nimona, I am True. so sh- shocked that it's here. It deserves to be here. But shot nonetheless. Um, this is one of my highlights of last year. Uh, it was honorable mention didn't make my top ten, but this is one of the this is one of Netflix's better original animated movies that have come out so far. And um, oh, uh, Eugene Eugene Yang Lei from Try Guys is one of the main leads of this movie, and also oh, 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 you know Boy, her, you love her. Thank you. Uh, she is the lead. Of the movie, and they are incredible in this movie. But Jacob, why is this an important movie to have on this list? Well, other than the fact that it is an LGBT movie, yeah, um, a lot of people are hoping that it would get nominated for the Oscar, so we would get a sequel, and so this could we're getting a sequel, a sequel, which would be amazing. Um, for a movie that was decided to be made, then scrapped, and then sold, and then scrapped, and then sold again. To get remade at Netflix after they after they bought it, to get the beautifulness that we do have today, it truly is a story, and um, it paid off because they got the nomination. If you've uh, never seen the Mona, go watch it. All right, Zachary, who do you think? Who, who do, do think I think is going to win? Yeah, who do you think should win? Who do you think will win? Who do I think should win? Obviously, Spider Man. However. Much like this year with Spider-Man 2, I think another Spider-Man outing is going to get upsetted. I think the boring the heron is going to win. I think the Oscars... Um, Spider-Verse has one more film left. They have Beyond. So even if they don't win this one, Beyond has that shot. This is Miyazaki's last time. And the Oscars love these kinds of stories. It's true. And so I think it would be, I don't think, and honestly, if it wins also, it's completely fine. The movie's fantastic. It deserves the win, in my opinion, too. However, I think Elemental might sneak it. 
Elemental was fantastic. So, oh, I don't I, know. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> I would say we, I would say it's probably going to be the boy in the heron. We'll probably take it home, like Zachary mm-hmm. said. Um, for me personally, I'd say probably give this Spider-Man. There's a few shots in there that are truly just just incredible. Oh just incredible. And yeah. with the rumor going around that Miyazaki is already working on his next feature film um, as we speak, that like, when is he ever going to retire? This is the well, fifth time well, he's done this. Retirement in Hollywood. I mean, freaking John Williams and Miyazaki are never going to stop doing anything, are they? Alrighty. We are going to go into writing. Ooh, you want to read adapted or original? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to read Adapted only because I'm afraid that there is a movie in here and there is a conversation to have if there is a movie in here. Okay. So let's just go ahead and see. Okay. And then we'll see if that conversation is necessary or not. It is. So we'll talk about it. Okay. So we have American Fiction um, written for the screen by Cord Jefferson. We have Barbie written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Very interesting. It's not written for the screen. But either way, Oppenheimer is written for the screen by Christopher Nolan. Poor Things is a screenplay by Tony McMara. I don't know if I would have nominated Poor Things, but we'll get there. And we also have The Zone of Interest written by uh, Jonathan Glazer, which I think is based on a novel as well. So American fiction is based on a novel. Okay, hold on. Oppenheimer is also based on a novel. Poor Things is also based on a novel that probably should never be looked up. So just yourself with that and his own interest is also written from a novel barbie is not bobby barbie is an original idea <laughs> the idea of barbie sure maybe not but this barbie completely original i understand both the conversation of it being should be an original screenplay and an adapted screenplay i say because we're not adapting a movie like we're, they didn't take a barbie movie that's already been out or like you know the swan princess or whatever and yeah. adapted it into a film, then I say yes, you can say it's an adapted. But because this was from Greta Gerwig's Noah Baumbach's idea, like in his brain, Barbie Land, mm-hmm. the whole thing is their own original idea. I think yeah. it should be an original screenplay, in my opinion. How do you feel about this as someone who is coming from the toys angle? Because that's the only reason here's, why it's an adapted. Here's, is because here's, it's a toy. here's what I will say. Logan was in the same category in 2017. It was an adapted, not original. It was an adapted because it was based on an IP. Dark Knight was the same way. Dark Knight was an adapted as well. It was not an original screenplay. So I am okay with Barbie being an adapted screenplay because, yes, Barbie's ideas in itself are original. However, it is being based upon an already an existing IP. Therefore, it is not an original idea. It is being based upon the idea of a toy. I would feel the same way if Transformers was in this category as well. It'd be very weird if those movies were in an original category because they're not original ideas or IP. They are based on the other part. Okay, that's fair. I sound so smart in this episode. <laughs> um, for the most part. For me, personally, I'm going to give it to Barbie. Obviously, I think uh, some of those things are just some of the best. Um, for me, personally, Oppenheimer, it did not hit home. There's parts of it that hit home. But I don't mm-hmm. think the whole thing, you know, home like personally, like Barbie did. I also wouldn't have recommend. I wouldn't have put poor things in here. I have not seen the movie yet, but I do know what the point of the movie is. I know the whole story. I know what the. I have a feeling if your characters are doing inappropriate things for seventy percent of your film, mm-hmm. maybe you can find another movie that could be in here and nominate for other categories. 
American Fiction, I've heard, is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I want to watch this. If we so, can find this, I want to do that as a commentary. If we can find it. Um, and uh, Zone of Interest, I've also heard, is a phenomenal screenplay as well. I would say the only one in here that I think they could have replaced with something else would be mm-hmm. Poor Things. Because I'm sure Oppenheimer the, is a good But here's adaptation. the thing. What would you replace with Poor Things that you think is better? I'm going to have to wait until we get the bit when we get the best pictures and we have a larger list, I'll tell you. Okay. And I'll think about it in an adapted sort of way because that's important because it has yeah. to be adapted from something. So it cannot be an original idea. So maybe I would put like Mistro or something else in here instead, which that was an adapted from, you know, a source material as well. Maybe there's something else that could have been better that isn't so controversial because okay. an extremely controversial pick. So before we click... What do you think will be here? What do you think should be here? And what do you think we'll be missing? Okay, so for the original screenplays, I am... I. That's a good question. Killer's got to be here, right? I mean, Well, no. Killers of the Flower Moon is an adapted screenplay. Um, oh, it, so there you go. Would. would you replace Killers of the Flower Moon with yes. four things? I would have replaced Killers of the Flower Moon with Oppenheimer. If you <laughs> then again, I don't know how well it is adapted. You know what? I take it back. Some of my biggest issues with that movie is the screenplay. <laughs> Yeah. You, so no, no, about I take it, it back. It should not have been nominated. I yeah, take it we back. talked about it, and now that was everybody's biggest issue with the movie was the adaption of the part of was the part of the adaption. Yeah, no, no, because I I don't think it, it accomplished anything that they were trying to accomplish with it. So no, I take that back fully. I don't know. I'm trying to think of movies. And my brain is just really coming short. Okay. Is there any that stand out to you that you're like it needs oh, to be in here? Originality, right? Originality wise, um. I could see the creator maybe being in here because it's an original idea. Maybe. Um, it's getting nominated for more things than I thought it would. Than so I thought it would. I'm, yeah. So um, that's the only one on my head right now. Right. Oh. Okay. So they put that there. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. May, December. That's also interesting. So we have Anatomy of the Fall, screenplay by Justin Triette and Arthur Hardy. The Holdovers, which I really want to watch, written by David Hemmingson. Uh, Hemmingson. Thank you. Uh, Maestro. Maestro, written by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer. May December, May December, screenplay by Sammy Birch. Story by Sammy Birch and Alex Mink. And Make It Past Lives, written by Celine Song. This is an interesting category. Because there's a few movies in here that, that are interesting. Could we just discuss Maestro? Wouldn't that be in the adapted category over so I don't know if it's actually based on a book, but it is based on a person. So I do wonder where biographies like line. Is the Holdovers based on a book? No, Holdovers is an original idea. That is, that should be in here. Okay. I mean, Fall is also an original idea. It should be in here. That is a mostly French film. Uh, Past Lives, from what I understand, is actually based on Celine Song's life. Um, but then again, like, I don't really think, I don't know where biography would lie in that department. I don't, I don't, that, I think that's too complicated. So I think original is fine. You know, be a good way to find out about this. Go back to last year. Was Elvis in either of these categories? Was it an original or was it adapted? It's okay. Uh, These are the ones they chose, you know, um, I've seen May, December. I've seen Maestro. I've seen past lives. I've not seen the holdovers. I'll watch it. I'll watch it when we get Peacock. Um, and I've not seen Anatomy of Fall, but I have. I do want to see Anatomy of the Fall. I thought the trailer was beautiful, so I do have a feeling it's going to be a good movie. For me personally, I'd probably give it to Past Lives as my best guess. Had some of the most touching writing I've read, I've heard all year, um, and some of the most heartbreaking. So, 
That's where I'm going. From what I understand, I have a feeling it could change when I see the holdovers, just because I've heard. I heard the writing in that movie is just incredible. All right, Zachary. All right, which one? Uh, well, obviously, you gotta do supporting before we do leading. Uh, are we saving directing for last before best? Do you want to do directing? Oh, do you want to save directing for before best picture? Yeah, yeah, we'll save directing. Into it. Yeah. Okay, so where do you want to start? Do you want do you want to do actress or actor for both categories? I want to do. I'll do actress, and do actor. You can do actor. Is okay. that okay, or do you want to switch it? No, no, that's fine. All right, we'll start with actors. If you want, if you want, I can read one actress. You read one actor. I'll read one actress. You want an actor. So, which one do you want? I'll read actor in a supporting role. Okay, and then I'll read actress in a leading role, and then no, um, no, you'll read actress in a supporting role. Okay, and then you then I'll read actress in a, a lead role. Then you'll finish with actor in a lead role. Do the supporting first. Is how my okay. brain is going with it. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. See, guys, we don't talk this through. We just we decide on the spot. It's a bit messy. These are, these are the ones we're most nervous about. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll do each one supporting, and we'll do each one leading. Okay, that works. Okay. Hey. Oh, okay. I. You're right. We'll do it for supporting for actress. I'm sorry, my brain didn't go that far. My brain was just like, we just. I want to get it over. Oh no shit, he's here. All right. So we have nominees. We have starring Kate Brown for American Fiction. We have Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. We have Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. We have Ryan Gosling for Barbie. And we have Mark Ruffalo for Four Things. I already know for a fact that people are going to be mad Mark Ruffalo is in here, but I've not seen the movie, so I have no comment on that. This is such, uh, a, good, this is such a good list of people. Robert Downey Jr., I, I thought his acting was serviceable at best with Oppenheimer. It was not one of my favorite performances, but he has been getting nominated and winning across the board so i can understand why he is on this list robert de niro definitely deserves to be on this list he is the standout him and lily gladstone are the standout performances in would you consider him a supporting actor in the movie oh, or yes 110 percent. he is a supporting actor um it's so cool seeing sterling k brown sterling k brown i love so i'm sure he does a great job with what he is given i don't know what we'll that find, is we'll but i'm out. sure I'm, I'm sure it's you know a fabulous time and I'm going to give it to Ryan Gosling, Gosling here. Um, he deserves it, in my opinion. He sure does, especially because he's getting trashed online by directors currently right now, uh, which was an interesting read. I just it's watched just... one of his movies from last year, last night. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> the Gray Man. No, I like The Gray Man. I quite enjoyed that. But here's the thing. The Gray Man, I have a feeling it's much better in theaters where I saw it. It probably was not that good at all. No, it's not that. It was boring. Yeah, see, that's what majority of people said. In the theater, you're not bored because you, you can't look at your phone. Chris you Evans just... really saved that movie. He's terrific oh in the film. I, either way, that's oh, not good. important here. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to oh. say Ryan Gosling. If Margot Robbie, which is the rumor that I keep hearing around Tinseltown, Mm-hmm. Is not nominated, then I'm gonna say Robert De Niro. <laughs> okay. Because I do not, and this is really mean and very rude, and you can take it how you want. If Margaret Robbie's not nominated, I do not want Ken to win. And that is how I feel. So because wouldn't that's... that go against what the movie's talking about? <laughs> exactly. I'm happy he's here, but I would not want him to win. If she is nominated, then of course I'm gonna vote for the I'm gonna vote for the couple of the year. If not the case. I am not voting for the couple of the year. Okay, so 
hear me out before we sure. get into any of this. I'm, this is coming from my side when I'm watching it. I've only seen it the one time, but when I watch it, Margot Robbie, who is fantastic in the movie, she's fantastic, but she is Margot Robbie. She does nothing extra with the role. However, in my opinion, when I watch Ryan Gosling, he does not feel like Ryan Gosling. He is very, he's more indative in the role. And so we'll see when we get there. I, I would understand why he would get nominated, but I also think she should be there as well. I am also agreeing with you when it comes to the performances, when it comes to the female side of Barbie, I was more interested in America Ferreira, and I was also more interested in um, a little uh, SNL. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I think they were more intriguing characters in the movie, and also I think America Ferreira has the best moment of the film. And so okay. my hope is that she is on these more is is on the list. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I agree. My my thing here, once again, I think Ryan Gosling does a phenomenal job. And I kind of do agree. I think I, Ryan Gosling, he kind of stole the show. Okay. Un, un, I think it was unintentional, but I definitely do feel like he stole the I show. I completely agree with you on that point. I completely agree with probably was un, unintentional. But my opinion is if Barbie and Ken are both not nominated, I just don't want Ken to win because it does kind of go against what I understand the why of this yeah. movie was. Yes, I understand that. I'm extremely happy he's nominated and he's a phenomenal actor and he has several movies I'm coming up this year. Nominated. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think he would get nominated. He has several movies coming up this year, so hopefully there's a movie that's going to stand out better. I'm like, you deserve to win. And I don't feel bad about it because like, I'll feel kind of bad about it. And I don't think Margot Robbie's going to feel bad about it. Margot Robbie won as the producer on Barbie, so any win any an wins a win for her is a win for her. But I do think it will hurt just a little overall because mm. of the like the point of Barbie. If it wasn't the point of Barbie, then yes. But also the point of Barbie is that Ken is himself and Ken should be awarded for being himself, and that they're not a pair. So I guess there's conversation for both sides. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> also, did you realize when we read Best Original Song, but was not there? I just kind of clicked in my head, Peaches. Oh, it wasn't even on the short runner list. Um, That's really sad. Is it really? Was, That's sad. Yes, it is. Okay. I would have killed to have seen Jack Black dressed as Bowser with a piano on that stage. Well, you know what also wasn't nominated for an animated feature? Mar Super Mario. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie, but that makes sense. <laughs> you know Chris Pratt's somewhere saying, I still got nominated, though. <laughs> yeah. And don't worry, you've got another chance next year, buddy, with Garfield. Either way. Either way. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, if... Right now I'm going Ryan Gosling, but also Robert De Niro, because I do think him and Willie Gladstone personally stole the show for it. So, I think Ryan's going to win, possibly. I think Robert is second behind him, but I think the underground, the secret one that could probably take it all is Ruffalo. I'd be really curious if Ruffalo wins. I've heard some really mixed things, particularly about his his role i'm thing. thinking in an oscars point of view mark ruffalo robert de niro robert Downey jr are all three safe choices if they go with those as the oscars being safe if they go with either sterling k brown 
or Ryan Gosling, that as the Oscars stating, we're not going with the norm. However, you're talking about a legacy actor, a man who is now jumping back on the wagon again after him leaving the MCU, and people loving the performance from a man who's only been known for the MCU. And so I think you're going on that range track as well, but I think it'd be a bolder choice to go to either Sterling or Ryan. I would also like to mention as we jump into these categories, I will take note of it as well because I think it's an important conversation. Four out of the five men here are white. Yes. I saw plenty of movies last year without a single white lead in them that were an American film that did a phenomenal job. Um, so as much as I like, for instance, for me personally, I'm happy for Robert Downey Jr. I didn't think he did. I didn't think he did the best job in that movie. If anybody mm-hmm. should be nominated in this from Oppenheimer, it should be Killian Murphy. In my opinion, he made a role that is extremely unlikable, likable. And we'll see if he did get nominated. But that's the only acting that I would have nominated personally. That would be the shock of the century if that happened. <laughs> um, I would have maybe gave it to somebody else, someone of color or something out of those lines, instead of just nominating, you know, because like Zachary said, Robert De Niro has been nominated multiple times. He does a phenomenal job here, but he's been nominated multiple times. Robert Downey Jr. is the only exception, slightly, just because he's been winning up all the awards. He is a Critics' Choice, like he just won the Critics' Choice Award for it, like he is winning all the awards and then supporting he's been role, nominated twice which but he has been nominated before though to be fair not that i think he's going to do another movie in a long run where he's going to get nominated again i don't know it's a it's again. a mixed conversation but i think it's an important conversation to mention as we go through these um, i agree i i also agree on that statement and, uh, and for me moving forward i also agree with you on that as well it should be able to be 50 50 I also understand as well is that, you know, we're discussing performances of the year and, you know, it sucks that this has unfortunately been the case for many, many years. But I also understand from a ballot point of view, you're going off of what really stood out for you in the year. And sometimes that is the case and sometimes that is not. I hope the Oscars change here soon. I think we're getting there slowly. And we'll see how the other categories do. Or I completely agree. Are because I sometimes you know sometimes maybe there wasn't a phenomenal male one out there but maybe females really blew people away or something. There's a mm. lot of possibilities and so we'll just have to wait and see. But I do want to keep an eye on it and note of it as we progress through it. I um, agree. All right, ready for? Let's do it. The problem with supporting is I'm not sure in certain movies what counts as supporting and what isn't supporting. I will be upset if America is not here. That's the America one that Ferrera, I would definitely yeah. count as a supporting actress in that movie for sure. So I would be agreeing. Um, I would say it's either going to be Kate McKinnon or America or Ferrera, her. To be you fair, her daughter in that scenario. Yes, I would also count her daughter in that scenario. But I think I, I think of the three, it's either McKinnon or Ferrera, probably if they're nominated at all. I'd also say Natalie Portman or um, Julianne Moore could pop up in here as yeah. well. Um, I don't. Re- I, I think it's going to be more Julian Moore on this side of things, so that's a possibility. I'm trying to think of other other movies that come out. Uh, Daniel Before Brooks, we, I would really hope, yeah. as well for Color Purple. Zachary, were, 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 were they in the right timeline for this? Yes, yeah, they definitely they would still be on this list. Um, so like Coleman Domingo get, deserved to be on this list. Yeah. Just give everybody a heads up. Here we are currently with the stats of noms. Barbie now has six. Killers of the Far Moon has six. 
Maestro has three. Oppenheimer, three, seven. Uh, Poor Things, six. Uh, Napoleon, three. American Fiction, three. And uh, Zone of Interest is three. Those are our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven right now. That might be seven movies in the best picture category. I'm just saying. Very possible. Very possible. This is so, this is, I like doing this. This is exciting. All right. Ready? Yes. And our nominees for our actress in supporting role are Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Congratulations. Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple. Put Thank that God. Down. Okay. Before we go any further, I have to ask. Do you think this is because of what happened last year with her? The movie she did last year, um, the one about the uh, about about her son being killed, she was she was the lead in that movie. No, she was not. Was it not her? Are no. you sure? Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry. One, uh, America Forever Ferrari. Heck yeah. Jodie Foster for Nyad. Listen, man, she's having a hell of a year. So, go Jody. Uh, and then. Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. Now this so is happy. better. This yeah, this is, is a better. much better even list in my opinion. Look at, you. Look, look at this. Look at the Oscars. Look what they're doing. <laughs> it's a much better list. Um, and I'm okay with all. Did I like Emily Blunt in this movie? No, but she does not play a likable person. And I don't know is why. This her... For, is this her first Oscar uh, nomination? This could be. I don't know. If she got nominated for uh, Devil Wears Prada. Um, That'd be insane if she didn't get nominated for that. That would be the only other movie I can think of off of my head that she would have got nominated for. Because she if doesn't really the, do Oscar if movies. Um, if, if, if that's the case, though, big congratulations for her. That's a huge thing for her. She can pull that over her husband now. <laughs> yep, this is her first ever Oscar nominee. Congratulations to Emily Blunt. She it's deserves it. Um, for Danielle Brooks, America Ferrera, congratulations, Devoin, Joy, Jody Foster's Randall. the only one, and I heard Nyad's actually really good. So yeah, this is like Jody Foster's like fourth um, nomination, which is fine. And but it's, and, but fine. it also just it also just shows watching True Detective right now. I understand why this woman's a multi Oscar winning actress. She is incredible. Uh, so Jacob, I've not seen any of these. So oh, my, minus Barbie. So obviously it's Barbie for me. But for you. This is a hard, hard <laughs> list. I've not seen Nyad. I don't have any intentions to see Nyad. I'm going to be honest with you. The story just doesn't interest me. Um, what is I it will, about? Um, well, you know what? You asked the question. I deserve You deserve an answer. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, that's good. clearly she is one half of that movie then. If she's the supporting part of it, who's the lead of that movie? Uh, the lead? You're asking all these questions. Is Annette Bening? Ah, so Nia is a Netflix film. Um, it's on Netflix as we speak right now. It is a 64 year old marathon swimmer, Diane Nyad, who plays mm -hmm. the Ned Benning, attempts to become the first person ever to swim from Cuba to Florida. Oh. I can't remember if Jodie Foster she either plays her her like partner in the film or her best friend. I can't One remember if it's a romantic role or if it's just like a very like like loving. Like so Maybe then, are we assuming then Annette Bening will be in the other category then, probably? Maybe, or maybe Jodie Foster was the one jo that stood out. 
And so much like with much like with Barbie, she was the one that stood out of the movie. Maybe highly possible. Um, and we want once again plays a very unlikable person, and she her charisma could not withstand it. Uh, unlike Killian Murphy, so she does a phenomenal job for what she is given. But oh my God, she is. It is a time and a half. It's definitely a different experience. Daniel Brooks is the color purple. She is the standout, in my opinion, of this movie. She deserves this nomination. Um, and I'm sure Divine Joy Randolph is a standout in the holdovers as well, just because I can't wait to watch every, the holdovers. <laughs> in anything I've ever seen her in, which I've seen her in quite a few things this year, she's always one of my favorite parts. America Ferrera has the speech. I mean that speech I mean, gets you an Oscar. That's why she got not that's why she got nominated. That speech gets you an Oscar. And I can think of the moment where Emily Blunt would get nominated as well. I can see don't it in my it head. I'm not, obviously. Um, but I don't I don't know if I, but, I don't know. But, but again, I think America Forever performance proves why they also got nominated for the screenplay. I will say this much. I do think Devine Joy Randolph will be the one who takes it home just because she has countless times won the award. Um, mm-hmm. She's going around on the circuit, but Daniel Brooks has not really been in the conversation until now, until the Oscars. And so there is a chance that there could be an upset here. Mm-hmm. I would say it's between those two, in my opinion. And we, Oppenheimer won everything for the SAGs, basically, or the Golden Globes. It was for the Golden Globes. So it also could play a, a category here where she could also take it home. I think America has a shot. I do not, just based on how people are voting as it is. Um, so it, 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 I'm very, I'm very, you know what? She had a comeback this year, too. That movie, I think, has really now put her in a different trajectory as well. And I think that's a good thing. If you've never seen the show Superstore, go watch Superstore. It's hilarious. All right. My only one that I'm hoping is here is Margot Robbie. That's it. Let's just do this. Oh, my God. I'm so anxious. This is the one I've been the most anxious for the entire. Well, do, you want me to read, do you want me to read actor first? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We'll do actor in a leading role. Okay. So, Paul Giamatti. For the holdovers, yeah, guaranteed. Sure. Guaranteed. Killian Murphy, guaranteed. There's oh, no man. way he's not here. Um, William Dafoe? Yes. For uh, four um, things. Oh, uh, the Jeffrey Wright. For also American for Fiction. American Fiction. Fiction. I feel like so that's four. One. We need a fifth one. Well, who else is? Oh, um, no. I don't, I don't think they're going to nominate Leo. But maybe Leo. For uh, Killers of Fire Moon. Fire Moon. Oh, so so this is where our five potentially could be. I think it's going to be Killian. Okay. I think our five are going to be Killian, uh, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Paul Giamatti, Leo, and da, 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 da. let's go in. Uh, yeah. I'm also very tempted for others. I mean, the list could be oh, different. Will sure. Dafoe is what I said. Will Dafoe. Yeah. All right. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Who else? Oh, oh. Domingo. Sorry, I'm reading the list for you. <laughs> we have Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Uh, Coleman Domingo for you have to explain that one. Rustin. Uh, Rustin. We have Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and then Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. So, and Paul Giamatti for Paul the Giamatti holdovers. For the holdovers. He skipped over it when he was talking about the other one, so I just went. Sorry. No, it's all good. So the shocker here then would be Willem Dafoe for four things then, not being here? Yes, baby. 
Um, she, she, she didn't just cook, man. She cooked. Um, uh, but uh, I would say yes. I would say Willem Dafoe is the the standout here for not being in this list. Oh my god! Do you know who's also a big snub? Because we already we already read through supporting, didn't we? Yeah. Um, what's his face? He's from Riverdale. Uh, for May December. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh! Hold on. Who do you play? He, he plays the he plays the boy. There's a lot and, of boys in Riverdale, Jacob. Be more oh, specific. Riverdale. That's not gonna help you, Zachary. Uh, Charles Melton. A lot of people believe Charles Melton was gonna be a front runner for the Oscars this year, oh. um, because of his performance. He has it's yeah. I don't want to explain it because it's a really. I mean, if you watch the trailer, it's said in the first few minutes. He plays a a a boy or a man that's trapped in a 14 year old body essentially, and so he has a lot of characteristics of a young child. And things are those lines, and the way he talks, the way he acts, he like embodies it. And so a lot of people thought that he would be a top runner. Do you think because possibly there's a person in the actress leading role category, they didn't want to give it to two of the same performance? Maybe. No, I don't think that's the case. I just think it's kind of shocking. I, that's what someone he is. Um, I would I would say I I would have traded somebody out from those categories that we talked about. But either way, beside the point. No offense to Cooper Domingo. Or Jeffrey Wright. No offense to either of them. It's between Giamani and, and Murphy. That is the te- that, that, that is the contest. I would say it's between Giamani, Murphy, and Wright. Is my yeah. opinion. Those are the three that keep winning awards. I would Ooh. be really shocked if Killian Murphy didn't take it home. But also, I would be shocked if Paul Giamani. I would say, like Zachary said, I would say those are the top two for sure. Uh, Rustin, if you did not know, is about the advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. He dedicated his life to the quest for racial equality, human rights, and worldwide democracy. He was also an openly gay black man as well. He was erased from history. And again, Jacob, look, diversified. And he did get nominated, so they didn't want to nominate him twice because, like I said, he did a phenomenal job in The Color Purple too. but he's been mostly nominated for Rustin, which he did a phenomenal job in. It's on But look at that. We're still doing good. We're still doing good. But yeah, um, I would... I want, even though I've not seen the movie, and it's simply just because I want him to win, is Killian. This man has deserved an Oscar for the past 20 years. And this might be his last and only shot to do it. I would also give it to Killian Murphy. I'm I think it, I, at this point, I think it... Wright's been, Wright's been nominated a couple of times. Wright's time will come. This is Murphy's time. I really think he deserves it. Paul Giamatti Hurt is absolutely a performance of his of his career in the holdovers, but Murphy deserves it. I've seen this man play a guy who throws gas at people to a guy that gets knocked out of a chair to him and Nolan man are bros. I think Nolan might cry if he wins. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I definitely I definitely feel like um I definitely feel like it should be I um, keep talking to push it off for you, but I don't have anything else to talk about. And there it is. Do you want to read them, Jake? No, I haven't. You got it. Uh, and we, we, hey. we will talk. It's 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 a dirt, it's a versified though. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? <sighs> okay, let's talk about it, guys. Annette Benning for Nyad. Really? Annette fucking Benning? Sorry. Yeah, but- did you watch? Did you watch the Nyad? 
No, but it's fucking Annette Bening. She only plays Annette Bening. <laughs> but it doesn't. We didn't. Watch Sorry, I'm calming down. I'm calling down. Blake Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, I could not be happier. Um, Holy I would shit! Not... We didn't talk about it. Leo. Wasn't in the category. Leo was not. But I would also maybe not have not made Leo. Everybody's talked about Lily and De Niro over him. So I mean. But it's, it, is a, it is a shocking stub. I would definitely count that as a stub. Uh, Sandra Holler for Naomi of Fall. That makes sense. Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. I'm happy for her, but that's it's fine. And then Emma Stone's for Four Things, which I'm. she looks like she's doing a divine time. Um, I would keep, if I'm being honest with you, now I've not seen Nyad, but I'd get rid of him at betting. Um, I would keep Lloyd Gladstone, 110%. I would keep Sandra Holler because she has won this award in several places as well. Carrie Mulligan, I didn't think she did as good of a job as some other roles where I think she should have won last year. I think Again, her year of winning should have been okay. Uh, her year, which should have been last year, she's playing a a very common role. And technically, I understand why she took it because they tend to win in her defense, the role that she does play here. Um, and then Emma Stone. Emma Stone is getting all the appraise for her performance in Portland. So. In this race, is between Gladstone and Stone, then? I would say it's between Gladstone and Stone. Yep. Ironically, Stone has been both of their names. Um, I cannot tell you how disappointing it is that Margot Robbie is not in this list. I'm officially a Robert De Niro fan. My movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I didn't really end up liking, which is really sad to say, that's the one I'm hoping for. This is where we're at. <laughs> at least in the acting categories. Best picture, I'm still on Barbie's side, but we'll see if we get there. All right, Zachary. I did. Leave I get you to read directing for directing. Now, all right. Is there anybody so, in here? Here we go. This is the other big one here. I think I Barbie's. Here's my thing. I think Barbie's nominated for best picture. I really do think it is. However, if Margot Robbie is not here, I'm telling you right now, she is not here. That'd be Greta Gerwig. Not Margot Robbie did not direct. Uh, no, but I don't think Gerwig will be here. That is a duo. I don't think that would. I don't think they'll be here, which is why I think. Um, I think De Niro is going to be here. Uh, not, not De Niro. Scorsese is going to be here. I hate saying it, but I think Cooper might be here. Do you agree with that? Um, the director of Poor Things, probably oh, here. Yep. Yargos. Yeah. Um. Let's see. No one. Uh, no one. Obviously. Uh. I don't know who directed um, uh, American Fiction. American Fiction. That's all American Fiction is another good one. And then I also think uh, either the director of Zone of Interest or Society of the Snow could be here as right, the underdogs. Let's go. Here we go. Is there one in here that you would hope to be a surprise? Surprise would be Gerwig, but I don't think she's going to be here. And I hate when I'm right. <laughs> Um, it is Anatomy of the Fall for Justine Charlotte. So, hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Killers of the Flower Moon. Shocked, not really. Oppenheimer. Shocked, not really. Poor Things. Shocked, not really. The Zone of Interest. That's where I told you. Underdog. So, you know what? I have to give it to him. I have to give it to Oppenheimer just a little bit here. Did I think Christopher Nolan did a good job? No, I actually think this is in his lower end of directing for movies. But Universal got him the nom. Warner Brothers could not. 
And Universal nope. did. And he has been trying, which means we might actually get a blockbuster next. And and, and listen, this is coming from me. I'm looking dead in the camera when I say that. Well, dead, dead in the camera for us, but I'm saying this to you, everybody who's listening to audio. Thank you. Um, not only should Nolan been nominated in 2008 for The Dark Knight, he should have won for The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight should have been nominated for Best Picture. That should have been his magnum opus instead of been to the Oscar run. I'm happy Oppenheimer is here. I'm mainly happy it's here for Killian Murphy. For Nolan, his time should have been The Dark Knight. And the Oscars knows that now, and it's bitten him in the ass since. And so I'm happy he's here, but he he should not be here. I think it should be Greta Gertberg in his place. And that's yeah, all I have see, to say. I, as I have seen uh, two of these movies, hopefully for a third, God damn it, poor things just come around me. <laughs> I will pay money. It'll be, on digi- it'll be on digital soon. I don't want to see it on digital. I, I want to see it. Your, but that might be your only shot. I know, it's just fucking annoying. Yeah, I had to watch Oppenheimer at home. So what? I saw Oppenheimer in theaters and didn't think it was worth the experience. You're fine, you my didn't. friend. Hey, you had opportunities, though, to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was wide. Poor things. And I was sick at the time. Doesn't matter. You still had an opportunity. People go to theaters when they're sick. It's your choice. Either way. I would actually had probably had taken out Martin Scorsese for Killers of Fireman. That's where I'm at. Explain. I just didn't really like his directing. I mean, I really don't have anything. It's been a minute since I've seen the movie. Um, but um, I think the cinematographer did a lot of heavy lifting here, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And there's it's just a lot of basic shots. It's nothing to be like, oh, my God, I'm going home, like, extremely proud of, like, the scene that we filmed. It, there wasn't a lot of inventiveness. Which Gerwig I feel like should, come... Ger- Gerwig should be here. Yes, Gerwig should be here. I feel like there's, Barbie there's was no a lot more or... inventive. Barbie is complete. The, just the transitions dry. from Barbie land into the human world. That alone. But hang on. Would that be a. Her idea was that, but the cinematographer really. No, it would be directing. It would be under directing as well. It would be. Um, I, I, it would be under directing. I don't who know. Do think, I, who, do you, who do you think will? Who do you think should? And who do you think won't? Okay. Um, I think, my personal opinion, I give it to Christopher Nolan. Okay. Let him get his Oscar. Let him stop crying about it. Let him move on. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Let him make a blockbuster again. They, Let us, they, as a as a community, be happy again. They, they they did that with Tarantino. I mean... Yeah, just do it. Just go and ahead. Again, and again, they gave it to the wrong movie. Tarantino should have won it for Django Unchained, but he got it for The Hateful Eight. Christopher Nolan should have got it for The Dark Knight. He get, he's going to probably get it for Oppenheimer. You win and you lose. And then I would say a possible upset here could be Poor Things for sure. Yeah. Um, Very happy for Zone of Interest, even though I've never seen the movie. Happy for Glazer to get in there, Underdog in there. All right. All right. Here we go. So before we go into this, here is the nomination count currently. Here we go. We have Barbie at seven. Killers of the Flower Moon has eight. Maestro has four. Oppenheimer, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Poor Things, three, eight. Uh, Zone of Interest has four. American Fiction has five. So, here are what I think are going to be here. I think 
Oppenheimer, The Holdovers, Maestro, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, Zone of Interest, and The Anatomy of the Fall. Those are my predictions for the eight. I don't think it will be ten. I think it will be eight. All right. Here we go. You want to go, you, you, you go one at a time? Like you read one, I'll read one. You read one, I'll read one. Yeah, sure. Okay. So right. I'll go American yeah. Fiction, Ben LeClaire, Nikos Gramos, uh, Core Jefferson, Jermaine Johnson, Producers. Anatomy of Fall, Maria Ng Lucina, and David Dion, which are the, the producers or who are we reading? That's, that's just... Barbie, David Heyman, Margot Robbie, Tom Ackerley, and Robin Brinster, producers. The Holdovers, Mark Johnson. Killers of the Flower Moon, Dan Fredrickson, Bradley Thomas, Martin Scorsese, and Daniel Luby, producers. Sorry. Amistros, Bradley Cooper, Steven Spielberg, Fred Berner, Amy During, and Christy Maskosko Krieger. He's also nominated for director, by the way. Oppenheimer, Emma Thomas, Claire, Charles Roven, and Christopher Nolan, producers. I'm Killing fun. me. <laughs> Past lives, David Himizanto, Christine Vaughn, and Pamela Coffer. Poor things, Ed Gurney, Andrew Lowe, Yargos Monthos, and Emma Stone, producers. And the last one, you're welcome, guys. The Zone of Interest. Producer. James Wilson. So how many do we have here? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We actually did ten. One, um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, yeah, they're all ten here. I would say. I'm happy, I'm happy with the list. I'm not going to lie to you. How do you feel about the list? I'm going, yeah. I'm going to say um, my best guess is Oppenheimer probably has the most Oscars. Is my best guess. We'll find out here in a minute. Um, I would say it's between Oppenheimer, Poor Things. I'm going to say it's probably between Oppenheimer and Poor Things. I wish Barbie was in the conversation here. I'm also very sad the color purple isn't nominated, um, as I, I think it deserves to be on this list as much as all the other movies that we've been listing off. I don't know what I would necessarily get rid of to put the color purple on here, as I've not seen either Anatomy of the Fall and Zone of Interest or Poor Things. And I definitely feel like Past Lives, Oppenheimer. I kind of don't feel like Mistro should be on this be list. Here. So maybe I would put the color purple in its place instead. Um, as I feel like everything else, even though I've not seen American Fiction or The Holdovers based on what I've heard, I feel like it should be on this list. So, so ladies and gentlemen, drumroll please. Here is the nomination count for the Oscars 2024. In first place with 13 Oscar nominations, now tying with Return of the King, is Oppenheimer. Coming in second place with, with nine is Killers of the Flower Moon. And third is Barbie. And fourth, Poor Things. And in fifth place is American Fiction.
Those are your top five Oscar-nominated films of 2024. Congratulations to all the nominees. We didn't do anything for the Oscars. I'm just, I'm not talking like it. Um, Barbie was third. Very congratulations to them. They deserve it. They really do. And, hey, Margot Robbie is technically on one of these lists. Does that count? Moving forward. <laughs> um, now, going off the of nominations and off this list, I believe it is between Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Holdovers, Barbie, and American Fiction. That is the race currently. Who do I think will win? Christopher Nolan will finally have an Oscar. Will finally have two Oscars on his shelf. Oppenheimer will win this picture. I don't know. I I'd say it's between Oppenheimer and Poor Things. They keep going back and forth in all the races. I'm definitely going to say it's between those two. As much as like I love the fact that Barbie's in this conversation, I don't Completely think Barbie's going to win. I don't think the holdovers are going to win or anything else. I also don't think Killers of Flower Moon. Can I just can I, can I just say though, as a toy IP enthusiast, it is very 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 cool to see that on here it you know it is very it's 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 very rare that the oscars look at these kinds of films and go hey they deserve to be in here black panther was here back in 2018 and i really do think i know i keep using it as an example but it's the god it's the goddamn truth the dark knight changed the oscars dramatically back in 2008 people were even not not even just us people in hollywood were upset that the dark knight was not nominated for best picture it deserved to be there it showed what superhero and ip brand things will be can can do and then logan was that next step with it getting nominated for adapted screenplay then black panther came along and became a generational film that deserve to be there. And in my opinion, Barbie is that final step for us now. Barbie is a generational film. We're never going to get a movie like that again. And it deserves to be here. Saying all that, Oppenheimer will win. <laughs> it, it, but it's a very important thing that it's there. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, guys, that does bring the end of our Oscar nom conversation. Join us back here in March after we talk about the winners. Now, the noms I could probably stay away from, right? The winners I'm not going to be able to stay away from, so it's going to be more of us reading through the list and saying if we agree or disagree. And hopefully by that point, Zachary will and I will have seen more of the actual list to hopefully. give a true answer of what we think should be. March 10th, be. yes, for sure. We will have both probably hopefully seen Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, and Oppenheimer for myself. God, I hope. Gosh, if I could just see Poor Things. Like, I almost have tempted to drive out to... Ohio, because it's over in Ohio as we speak right now, and I'm almost. I'm almost. Theater? You just shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, Zachary, do you have a an outro for us? Thank you guys very much for listening to this. I miss doing this. This was a fun time, producer. Um, <laughs> thank you guys very much for watching the Weekend Movie Bro Show. Raymond Jones, Jacob Jones, producers. Uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, comment. Let us know. Uh, make sure to give us give rate us a five stars. Let us know what you thought of the show, and we will see you all back here in March for the results of Oscars 2024. Will someone get slapped? We will find out then. <laughs>
you pour 